Let's just tune all day. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Nadia Sirota, and I'm so happy to be bringing you this season's first bonus track. Welcome to the Jack Quartet Experience. I'll be your guide through the land of toes. You're a little too close We have some pretty amazing guests in studio today to make what is, believe it or not, the world premiere recording of Georg Friedrich Haas's Ninth String Quartet. This is the Jack Quartet. I'm Chris Otto, and I play violin. I'm Austin Willeman, and I play violin. Kevin McFarland, cello. John Richards, viola. And we're, and we're the, the Jack, Jack Quartet. Quartet. Yeah, we can do better than that. <laughs> you guys are achievements. Again, again, again. And we're the Jack Quartet. In this week's episode of the show, we spoke a lot about Georg Friedrich Haas and his third string quartet. The Jacks here have played that piece a ton. And in fact, they've played it so much and so well that Haas decided to write a piece specifically for them, his ninth string quartet, which they premiered a few months ago in Vienna. One of the most striking similarities between this string quartet and his third is that both pieces are meant to be performed in complete darkness. Ideally, you shouldn't be able to see your hand right in front of your face after an hour. You know, like we rehearsed with blindfolds on and stuff. We, we send out a pretty elaborate technical rider, but even when we're in dress rehearsal, we do darkness tests and we have people run around with rolls of electrical tape covering any little tiny bit of light we can see. You just listen for a swell to happen together instead of really watching, waiting for a cue, breathing together. For me, just like... a can open me up to a much more of, of kind of like a flow state. And sometimes people do weird things in the dark, too. Like at Lincoln Center once, a man like took his shirt off, and when the lights came up at the end, you know, it was just sitting there. <laughs> sometimes people lay down on the floor. Um, we've talked to couples who have just made out the whole time. Um, you, know, you make it what you want it to be. The piece kind of opens with some rising trill figures. An overtone chord arises in the cello and second violin. Haas uses these types of sonorities a lot. Chords that are tuned not the way a piano would be tuned, but the way objects in nature naturally resonate. Um, And then becomes the whole ensemble. It takes over. This is called just intonation, and the jacks are exceptionally good at it. Like... It's kind of their superpower. We take that overtone chord, make a unison, and move away from it by about half a normal tone, a quarter tone. A quarter tone is a distance between pitches that is exactly halfway between two keys of a piano. Think like the invisible gray key between the black one and the white one. Um, And that really strong dissonance that you'll hear um, begins a sequence of these overtone chords modulating back and forth with swells and different sonorities happening over the course of the, the kind of the opening section of the piece, which lasts, lasts for a good 15 minutes at the start. I feel like it's, it's opening up and opening up the sonority of the string quartet wider and wider in terms of the how high we're reaching. Everything becomes very fuzzy and out of focus for a while. 
um, in the dark in the Vienna Concert House. That was one part of the piece where I really felt like I, I lost myself and didn't know where I was. Um, just kind of swimming in these low, uh, gnarly, kind of a little bit scratchy toned. Following those sections with the rising lines, the first violin is left alone on a high note. Which harkens in a section of what Haas calls micro-melodies, with all of us in very, very tiny intervals playing these little melodic uh, figures that he writes out. Then there's a very free pizzicato section where there's where we're all in different tempos, slowing up, speeding down. And then he opens it up to a game. Like a musical game in the actual score for the jacks to play. It becomes kind of totally unmoored from the idea of the music moving forward in a planned way. And instead, they can kind of just do whatever they want within Haas's parameters. There are these jobs, and everybody has to be doing at least one of them at all times. But if you want someone else's job, you can just jostle them out of it and take it. Which finally gets left off with a a little kind of composed coda that's very clustery and crunchy. Music like this is very hard. Overtones and just chords are based in nature, so finding these harmonies can actually involve a lot of math. Like you need to be able to have basic awareness of the mathematical structures, right? So you can listen for the right difference tone, say. But then once you learn that interval, it becomes like a certain flavor. I almost think that it if you came up with the right methodology for teaching just intonation, you could leave all the math out and be like, okay, this is called strawberry. Before we dive into the piece, I thought it might be kind of awesome to just show really quickly the difference between a justly tuned chord and an equal-tempered chord, because Haas is, you know, really deeply in this world for this piece. And also, we happen to have the jacks right here. So this is a justly tuned chord. Oh man, I could listen to that all day. Okay. So now the jacks are building an equally tuned chord. Even though this is the way so much of our music is organized, I love that it's kind of taking them a little bit longer to put together. Hit it. I think 
that's a pretty good demo. Yeah. Yeah. And you hear the wah, 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 wah. And there's also one that I was hearing near me, which was... I love sitting at home and just sustaining just intervals and hear it, like, really fine-tuning. It's, like, almost like they, on an instrument, they'll never be totally perfect. And buying into the idea that they could still be, it could still be even sweeter. Like, I really enjoy, like, searching for, like, how in tune it could be. Um, And you feel it similarly over the course of a day like today. Like, we rehearsed here in the studio before we performed. And when we sat down, I was like, you know, I just got off the subway and... Distracted. I was listening to Buster Rhymes. Easy. Well, back at the ranch, you talk too much. You get beat with a tree branch. <laughs> um, and then we tuned and we started rehearsing. And then we tuned again after we rehearsed for a couple of hours. And I was listening to John tune, and I like heard all these harmonic partials coming out of his instrument. I was like, I don't think John tuned that much better now than he did two hours ago. But my ears are just like so much more open to the richness. It was just an in-tune fifth, but I also heard the nine above it so clearly that it was like, oh, wow, there it is. So here we go. Here is Georg Friedrichhaus's ninth string quartet performed in its entirety by the Jack Quartet for Meet the Composer. Thank you. 
Thank you. 
That was Georg Friedrich Haas's String Quartet Number no. 9, performed by the Jack Quartet and recorded right here at New York Public Radio. This MTC bonus track was produced by Nadia Sirota, Mead Bernard, and John Hanrahan, with recording engineer Irene Trudell. Our executive producer is Alex Ambrose. Special thanks to G Recording Company in Berlin and to New Music USA for their flexibility with the use of the Meet the Composer name, which became famous through their legacy organization founded by composer John Duffy. For complete episodes and more bonus tracks of exclusive audio, subscribe to the Meet the Composer podcast on iTunes.